Do you love the Bad Film Club? Consider supporting us through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you want to give, and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in our show description to support us in any way that you can. We really appreciate it. This is the Bad Film Club, starring Holly Gordon and Shanae Vagaina. Your feature is about to begin. How are you? I'm okay. So this is the Bad Film Club. We watch bad films and then chat about them. Uh, I'm Holly Gordon. And I'm Shanae Navigela. And we're your hosts, again, as per every week. So this week we are doing the 2006 film, The Wicker Man. I have some notes. I have a, a lot of notes, actually. I have so many notes for this film. So this film came out, yes, like I said, came out in 2006. It is. Mm-hmm. It stars Nicolas Cage and is directed by Neil Laboots, who also yeah. wrote the screenplay as well. But it's a remake of the British film from the 1970s. Mm-hmm. And it's also, it also, yeah, this one also takes from the source material, which is that film, the 1973 version, and David Pinner's 1967 novel Ritual. So I haven't read that book and I haven't seen the old version, although just before this, I was watching some of the iconic scenes from the older film. Because Mm. did you know that the first film, the first Wicker Man film, Christopher Lee's in it. So very on brand for this podcast, Saruman is on is (laughs) in it. He's like um, the character that is like Sister Summer's Isle. He's her in that film. And it's wild. It's completely, it's madness. I feel like we should maybe watch it and then revisit this because it's set in Scotland, which I love. Oh, and then, yes. And then it just mm-hmm. blows the rest of the this version, this 2006 version, like out of the water because I don't understand the correlation and why it became like about beekeeping women. It, I don't know. It's weird. The, the plot of this film is just there's a lot of questions to be asked and i don't i'm, we have I'm gonna say what to plot <laughs> well first of all what plot yes but what plot but also like also did you find this film extremely boring so boring so like mind-numbingly boring that i've written multiple times at various increments x amount of minutes in i am so bored and i've done it like four Four times? Yeah, I think that for me is if we were going to straight up ask ask each other why we thought this was a bad film, mine would be mm. because it was super boring. And yeah. I guess second reason, it cl- it is considered a horror film or like horror thriller film. And I think maybe there was like one-ish scary moment for me, but it wasn't even, it wasn't scary enough for me that I stopped I had to like pretend to do something else. Like I still watched it, <laughs> and I think it was like, to, like and that's my scale of how to how to measure how scared I am. But essentially, this is a bad film because it's boring, and I think there's something really uh, interesting with because the characters are so like you know how do you say it slow and 
you know, calm and relaxed and, but eerily calm and relaxed and obviously very, makes everything very suspicious. It just, but it doesn't work. Mm. It doesn't make you like engaged. It makes you bored because the film has pacing is so it's boring. ridiculous how bad it is. I think the direction, I, I can't find the redeeming point of this film in that I feel like we watched a lot of them. What is this? Like our 11th episode. Wow. Hi. Um, our 11th episode. But, <laughs> I know. Who would have thought? But it's just one of those that even though we've watched so many bad ones, I feel like we always have something, either like one thing that really engaged us or something that I can take away from it. Whereas this one, what what is my takeaway? I, what is it? I don't know. Because I didn't find any of it engaging enough and you know you have Nicolas Cage who is objectively a fine actor because you know he's won stuff he's great in other things but I don't know he's got a reputation for doing films like this and they're really bad and he was really pushing the boat out on the overacting on this one and but also in a way that's like for the first half of the film I feel like he doesn't want to be there and then he's running around looking for her and he goes insane and it looks like they shot the film in two completely different months because he was just like on a on a upper and then on a, like on a downer and then on a massive upper it doesn't make any sense yeah and along the way um just ha- is put into situations that Obviously, we're confusing. There's a lot of flashbacks in this film that I which didn't make remember. no sense. They yeah, yeah, first of all, don't don't make sense. But I didn't. I saw this film at a sleepover. I think. <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> say, sleepover. did you? So you went to see. So you saw this at home. I've or in a home at, setting, not in the cinema, right? I yeah, I watched this in a home setting at a cinema at, at a friend's house. Um, and at the time, it was 2006, so I was... 13? 12? 13. 12, 13, yeah. And was very scared because I was a wimp <laughs> when I was younger. Salam. <laughs> uh, but this time round, didn't find it scary, just found it really, like, bo- just, like I said, found it boring. And I found it very confusing, not in the sense of I'm confused about the plot, but just confusing to why things were happening and why did people do the things that they were doing. Confused about the choices. Yeah, the choices. Question, if you got a... uh, So, like you mentioned, he gets a letter from his ex-fiance about her missing daughter. It is not until, like, a good 45 minutes in that he actually finds out that the daughter that's missing is his biological daughter. But would you go? Absolutely not! Absolutely not! I wouldn't go help someone who like ditched me. <laughs> well, it would. I just wouldn't go because it's like you would. Because they make a big point of also mentioning that he works in California, and mm. they live off live on an island that's off the coast of Washington State, which is mm-hmm. up north. And also, realistically, they should be contacting. Why is he getting involved? They make that point exactly. But I'm. I just wouldn't. If I just wouldn't bother. Like, it's just wild. Whole, this, it, it's just so frustrating that he even made an effort for something for no. And then you know, it's just so stupid. But they even put in the scene of you know he goes to the office and he's not supposed to be working because he's on sick leave or whatever, and then mm-hmm. he shows the letter to that man, 
the other officer. Mm. And the other officer is just like, this is wild, who knew? And then <laughs> even he's like, you're not going to go though, are you? And I'm just like, yeah, why would you go? Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. It just feels really stupid to me. Like, I didn't get it. There was a lot of stuff at the beginning now that I'm remembering. I actually, to me, I only watched this like a couple of hours ago. And <laughs> I'm just remembering that a lot of stuff before he even got to the island doesn't make sense. Like, who are all of these random people? <laughs> exactly. So let's talk about the start. So the start, they're in a bar and then a waitress calls him honey. That's literally the opening. And I was like, this is really weird. I don't, it's so random. Why is the film opening like this? <laughs> Holly's just holding her face like, I don't know what's happening. And then, and then they just cut to this, him doing his job. So he's a highway patrol officer. He's on his motorbike, whatever. This kid just starts throwing the bunny out of the window. So he picks it up and then like drives to the woman who's driving the car and gets her to pull over. And then they have a conversation and she's just like, oh, I'm really sorry. The kid's being, basically, she's being a brat because they're moving. And then he's just like, yeah, fine, just drive safe. And then the kid does it again. And then there's this bit where she throws, so she throws the bunny out and it goes out into the street. And I, the, a like truck had just come past, so I thought he was going to get hit by a truck. So did but I. he didn't and he just picks it up and then the truck hits the mum and the daughter that are parked on the side of the road and then this is where I was just like this doesn't make sense because he's trying to knock in the back window the rear view window and he gets to it and he like knocks it in and he gets his hand in and he reaches for the girl and she's just sat there super calm not moving not reaching out for him not crying and it was a really bizarre moment. And I was just like, I don't understand what is trying to be conveyed. Because she wasn't even um, like creepy or scary or there wasn't anything anything sinister about her. She just kind of looked dead faced, but not in a way that's creepy, in a way that's like, are you asleep while you're awake? I don't know. It was weird. I thought, I agree with all that. I also thought that this, because this... Uh, accident is then replayed in flashbacks over and over w- during the film when mm. I get, when Nicolas Cage as a character has gone through something traumatic I thought it would actually link back to the po- plot of the film but it's just 100% he's gone through something traumatic and it and what and this uh, like on his job uh, during his job and then he goes and then the kind of rescue of his daughter is bringing back all these memories or this flash. I didn't like I didn't you could take it out of the film and it still be the same film. So 100%. Pretend which is how you like edit stuff <laughs> obviously. <laughs> um so again but that's how you know it's, it's a bad film because it yeah. just it it didn't need to be there. I don't know why they kept playing the flashbacks and also the creative choice of playing the flashbacks in black and white was bizarre. But they weren't even black and white because I wrote this down. They're like, um, they're like the saturation. Saturated. Has, the saturation has <laughs> gone down. So there's no, there's the slight hint of colour to them, but it's not full colour. Why? It's just, it's, yeah, the creative choice is questionable. Why, Holly? Why? <laughs> 
it doesn't it's make so sense. Funny. And also, every time it's just so weird because I thought maybe they'll loop it in nicely later to say that she was one of the ladies that escaped. I thought I literally, I, I thought like that. that was exactly what it was going to be like, but because they, I mean, they obviously made a choice of making the little girl similar to looking similar to every other little girl on the island, but like, but yeah. mostly a visual connection to his daughter who basically looks exactly the same and was wearing the same clothes or something. But yes, yeah, the yeah, girl yeah. was creepy. So you kind of throughout the film think that it's the daughter it's so confused it actually really doesn't make sense now we're talking about it <laughs> i'm telling you it doesn't make like, any sense i don't what, i don't understand nail the boot what were your what were your what were your thoughts what were you thinking when you were writing this did you think it was I needed know. <laughs> i know and questions. then they do the title sequence which is awful by the way like the the font the font was horrible why did they do this the weird fade in it was wild a wild ride from start to finish because i was just like i don't know what's happening they did that thing where they kind of where all the credits happen at the beginning yeah so it just it, it you're kind of just sitting around for good but so it's five minutes of credits but that five minutes feels like an hour um, yeah. this film was also 102 minutes long it did not feel like 102 minutes long it felt so much longer I, I feel like we really struggled through this is like watching Aragon I really felt like I had to struggle through it straight after this he is so the car blows up and he can't save them but instead of like him waking up in hospital or whatever he's just woke, it's just like shifted to his apartment then his someone a lady comes to his house another police officer what she's doing there is never really explained so I don't really understand who who is she i don't know she doesn't explain like if she's on the same team as him is that what they're called squad i mean i don't know i feel like i should know this team um and then how does the letter come into his possession does she bring it to him yeah maybe it's posted to his precinct and then he's um, because he's technically on sick leave he's okay so that so that might be why she comes and then she says something interesting when she's saying, oh, are you going to come back to work? And he was like, no, I've got a few weeks off. So obviously alluding to the fact that he's on paid, like not bereavement, but, you know, sick leave or whatever. Traumatic leave. I don't know what it's called in the police officer lingo. And then, and then she just says the car isn't registered and they don't know where the bodies are. And I thought that was a really weird detail. That they really hone in on in this like five, first, what, 15 minutes of the film. And then they never circle back to it. So you, I don't understand why they even bothered to mention it. If you're not going to re- reference it again later on, what's the point? That's why I really thought that it was going to be connected. And then it wasn't. So I was just like, so what is this directorial choice? Just cut it out then. You just wasted five minutes of my time. Take it out. It's not that deep. It, it really didn't add anything. It doesn't make it more creepy or any less sinister sorry any more sinister because it doesn't mean anything because you never circle back to it because what it actually does do is sets you up to think something different is going to happen then you actually be annoyed <laughs> that it didn't happen exactly how we're responding now or reacting now exactly so the letter says it's from willow <laughs> Will- the oh, names of these this characters is funny. i know oh my god the voiceover i think it, it was a voiceover that it's was so like cruel. narrating the yeah. letter wasn't it and it was yeah. her 
I have some questions about this person's acting. Oh, I have a lot. Yeah. Go. Can she act? No. She's just beautiful. She has really striking facial features. She has really nice lips. Mm. I kept staring at her lips. And she's got those bright blue eyes and the dark hair, so she looks beautiful. She's beautiful. Isn't she Australian or something? And then she just never did anything There's a lot after. of Australians that pop up. Is that just like because we've been doing older films? Maybe. But you know what? She did a good American accent. It was just a, a very strange performance. That's... You can't say that about everyone, so... Yeah, exactly. Okay, so what do you think about this right, this le- this letter? It could have been an email. A, exactly. That was exactly what I was going to say. And B, well, why didn't she just call him? But there's no phone in service. Okay, cool. All right, I didn't know that. Maybe that's why she... Well, then she could definitely can't email him. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> but... I was just like, it's 2006. It's not like 1996. It's 2006. Yeah. The, Come on. Yeah. Definitely. The Matrix had been done by now. Like, nah. I don't. I'm not buying it. Firstly, not buying it. And she lives on the island. The island is called Summer Isle. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I didn't yeah. know that. Wild. I didn't know that. I just thought that her name was Sister Summer's Isle because they're all like named after trees. So everyone's named after a tree except for her, the woman, the older woman. He makes a comment saying, oh, another plant. Because uh, it's yeah. when Sister Rose introduces herself. He's like, oh, another plant. Which one's your favourite? Out of all the sisters. Yeah. Oh, wait, sis- is, si- what's the- is it Sister Honey, the one with the axe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was all right. She was a bit creepy, though. I mean, they're all... I don't yeah. Know. You know who she is, right? She is an actress. <laughs> Her name's Lily. She's in Deep Impact with Elijah Wood. So she did this and she did... Um, she's in um, that Never Been Kissed film with Drew Barrymore. She's the oh my younger, God. She's a younger girl in that as well. Oh my goodness. I do love her. She's a good 90s and 2000s face. Mm. But it's such a weird role. It, I feel like this film is really weird. I don't know. Um, For the first time since we started this podcast, I did go watch this film and not think I recognise this person but can't place them because I didn't actually really recognise anyone, obviously, except for Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I feel like I recognise Sister Beach and Sister Rose in House of Cards. But, yeah, it's just really weird to see them in this film. And then, obviously, there's so many people that you just never see again. Like, But, okay, so if you got this letter and it was like, my daughter's gone missing, can you help me? Are you going or are you not going? Not at all. No, sorry, mate. <laughs> First of all, there's no. He makes a he makes a point of saying that there's no stamp on the letter. <gasps> Isn't that so creepy? Which scares me. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> it really make it really scared me. But then also the B with the crown logo obviously was a hint to what like to everything else. There's so many hints now. So obviously mm. they are. They are beekeepers by trade, I would say, and there's also the yep. re- the imagery and of like queen bee and like and a hive of women. There's a lot mm-hmm. of um like hints and symbolism imagery and symbolism to the, all of that kind of stuff throughout the film. Mm-hmm. Give like you said, he gives the letter to the his colleague at work, and his response obviously was like, "Don't go. He she should be contacting the father." And I actually wrote this down because I was like, "That's super true. He should be." But then foreshadowing because Nicolas Cage is the father yeah I was like I was like yeah obviously he's the father (laughs) sorry babe it felt it kind of was a it also wasn't even like a big reveal that the like when it happened because it's just why else 
Why else would you go out of state to contact one specific police officer? Also, he goes back to where she lives, so he knows what it looks like and he knows what the people are like. She's not she's not having sex with every every single person on the island. That like it's not a thing. That kid is definitely going to be yours. Also, further down the film, further into the film, you find out that the men that are on the island are they're mutilated or they have what they have their tongues cut out or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That's why they'd never speak. They never speak. Yeah, oh, that's creepy. So this is where I have started to have like a big problem with this film. Because the he gets off the ferry, he meets a guy, he asks him where the island is. The guy's like, yeah, I deliver there every single day, whatever. I'm not going to take you there. So they have this big argy-bargy and then... Nicholas Cage bribes him, pays him off in the weirdest way I've ever seen. Oh my god, he's so he's like, oh, do you want to meet my friend? Like, what is it, George Washington? Oh, the lame way that like Americans like talk about their money and be like, hey, do you want to meet my friend? Blah 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 blah. And then his cousin, blah 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 blah. And I'm like, great, we get it. You have people on your money, so do we. But also because we're English, I I don't know what denominations they are. Just say, do you want a fiver? Like, I don't know. I don't know what this means. <laughs> Did they say, do you want a fiver? Did they say fiver in America? <laughs> no, they don't. But I just like, I, I want to know what the, like, I want to know what denomination it is. Like, tell me, is it $100? Like, is it 20 I want to know. The only one I know is... Ten dollars because I know Alexander Hamilton is on ten dollars because I know because of, <laughs> of the course musical. you do because of the musical. Yeah. But that's the only one I know. <laughs> that's so funny. Okay, so so this happens right then. Mm. This is the weird bit. So at so in this kind of argument that they're having, he's just saying, "Why won't you take me there? It's only a few miles from here." Then, Laboot makes this awful directorial choice. And he makes the scene so long in the aeroplane that he, this man, delivery man, takes Nicolas Cage to the island on. It's like four minutes long, eh? And the music is so weird. Yeah, I noted that down too. Right? The music doesn't match. The pacing of the music is really weird because it makes it super dramatic when nothing dramatic is happening. So the scoring is very strange. And then they do this like weird fade in and out of the plane in different angles, which I thought was bizarre. The effects of this film, like the low saturation and the mm. kind of visual effects of this film just are confusing. I The only thing I can kind of just think about if we're trying to justify the cho- music choice is that it's like, a, it, I, it doesn't matter, obviously like you said, it doesn't match the pacing and the visuals. The music doesn't mm. match the visuals which we've mentioned before, the only thing I can think of it where maybe was like trying to create was like this ominous, like kind of foreboding feeling that something, mm. he was about to kind of enter enter a situation that was not going to end well. But it doesn't obviously work because yeah. it felt completely different to that. It just felt weird. Yeah. It feels like they're playing the different... I feel like we've said this in films before and it really kind of takes you out of it. And then coupled with the weird shots, because the shots directly contradict what they're saying and then the music contradicts that and then it feels just quite stilted and then you just feel like it's pulling you in all these different directions so you don't know where to focus your attention because everything doesn't it doesn't like flow at all don't like the direction choice i'm very confused by it and i agree with everything you just said um 
So he gets dropped off on like the beach and walks up <laughs> yep. into the island and is met by the first, is it like three women? I can't remember. Yep. I can't remember what kind of, what sisters they are, but like he's met no, with no, them. No, no, I can't. And then two men that are carrying a bag. A bloody bag. Yeah. I didn't notice it this scene. I think it was further on in the film, but I didn't realize until I guess hindsight that the men didn't talk. And he kept asking what yeah. was in the bag and they never answered. Why did I not get that? Mm. I think it was also because I was just focused on the women. I don't know. Also, they kept looking down. So I was just like, oh, okay, they're not talking. Maybe, like, he's not allowed to address... He Like, they can't speak without permission. But I feel like they never explicitly say, you know... There's a lot of things that they don't really address. Because they talk about... Um, Which is, like, hinted to. Yeah, exactly. And they never talk about what happens to the male children that are born. Do you know what? I either. actually wrote... I wrote down my suspicions, but if we... Yeah, wait, they definitely drown go- them. They're dead. <laughs> I was also I wait we could yeah that's one but I also thought Go. that all of the ba- babies actually no they're a bit too small now thinking about it I thought all the babies in those jars were probably just male babies Ew, yeah. that were like preserved oh you're but, 100% right but why would you like keep them I guess for that science lady I mean like they're weird they're just like I mean they're weird anyway so it's nothing I know. Um, but yeah oh my god I hate that sorry I just creeped myself out a bit um, and yeah so they he the what, what what do you think was in the bag I don't know because it I thought it was maybe like a, a lamb or something but it was moving so I don't know because they never really reveal it oh I just didn't like it, it just made me feel it just made me feel a bit tense mm. so he goes to the in or bar and asks for a yeah. room and he says like can, like can i have a room for the night can you swing it and and the and the sister that's serving him is like what does that mean because he she doesn't know yeah. like colloquial or regional language and then that's when yeah. we meet willow properly for the first time is because she and she explains what he means can you like give him a room and it's supposed to, I guess, like, it's supposed to be this, like, it's supposed to be, like, a nice entrance. I don't know. Like, she's all lit up with, like, the light behind her. She's supposed to be, like, beautiful, yeah. beautiful whatever. It's, um, oh, it's weird. I don't know how I felt about this, like, weird fact that they would have somewhere for him to stay when it's supposed to be, like, a colony. Why would they have extra rooms? I didn't get it. Then he gives, then he drinks, like... <gasps> Oh, he drinks mead. The mead. And yeah. Yes, the mead. And the mead has... It's a mead. It has honey, herbs, and whatnot in it. And I was like, cool. You made a point of... Poison. It, yes. You made a point of... Yeah. I thought it would be maybe like a hallucinogenous thingy. Like... Oh, yeah. Uh, To like make him not have like... To make him confused. But they made a point of putting... Hun- like obviously saying honey. That's one hint to the thing. And then there's a bee on the yeah. counter and he kills it. And she's like, why did you do that? And he's I like, I'm, a, I'm deathly allergic to them. And I'm like, well, here we go. That, we know how you're going to die. Yeah, 100%. Oh, just going to an island just, of beekeepers is not ideal. Uh, just for the listener, me and Holly have both got our ha- both of our hands on our faces. 
this film is really stressful for how bad it is. Like, there's just so yeah. much... So many stupid decisions have been made and it's we're not even half an hour in. My I'm just gonna sub, like um segue into my favourite prop of this film because I thought it was hilarious when he was going through his stuff and he made a point to unpack his epi and it literally says be epi and it just made me laugh so much. <laughs> It was so funny. They lingered on it for a whole ten seconds. <laughs> can I can I just pinpoint this because this is what I read after watching the film because I needed to mention it because I also found I felt this too throughout the film. Critics called this film unintentionally funny. It is so unintentionally funny because there's a lot of like moments where it's just like it's so silly and it there is like and you have to laugh because it doesn't because mm-hmm. i think like a lot of it actually for me probably came from like maybe the second half because there was just a lot of ridiculousness unfolding yeah, yeah. when he starts to act when he starts to act when he started he, when nicholas cage only decided to start acting in this film halfway through everything else but 100 percent he did because he just did not give a flying fuck in the first half of this film he's just like yeah i don't need to be present for this I just need to go in there and do my lines, that's it. (laughs) So then he goes and sees Willow in, like, the woods because apparently she's being watched constantly. Mm -hmm. Which, if I, like, I... Why are you... Like, nothing about this island feels welcoming. I know that's the point, but, like, shut up. Can I just say, he never asked her, like, why she went back as well. Don't you think that's weird? He has made so many mistakes about this whole thing. Like, uh, he's—I know he's—he's he's come here to do a job, but if if it includes an ex-fiance, um, who ran off before getting married, you would have a lot more questions. They don't ever have a chance to really sit down and like chat it out. But I think maybe that's also part of her her plan is. So they never really, mm. like, the only time they do actually connect is when they're in a serious situation where he's distracted by what he's there for. And so they never get a chance to sit down and talk about it. But that's actually a decision controlled by her, maybe. Yeah, it, it's just weird because it's, like, so obviously a cult and then he knows that she's left and then come back, you know? It's weird. And then, I I don't know, aren't your, aren't your defences going to be up and aren't your shackles going to be up? Especially if you're a police officer, like, shouldn't you... I feel like he should have more awareness. You can just look at the island. You can just know that you're in a cult. Why did he not clock on? Why is... Maybe the point, maybe what we're taking from this film is that his character's an idiot. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so they chat in the woods saying that the daughter's gone missing. She has a gut feeling or something that daughter Rowan is still alive. Mm-hmm. Even though, I don't know even though it's a bit difficult to really believe that at this point in the film, because it's an island. And I don't know. How do you go... How does a kid go missing on an island? Exactly that, firstly, without dying, like without drowning or whatever. (laughs) Then she explains that the kid's been missing for two weeks. Two weeks and you only start... And like, short... Like, isn't a missing person case 48 hours or something like that? Like, but it's been two weeks and you've only just decided to reach out to someone. Is it taking it you guys this sense. long to plan this? Like, I'm annoyed at this film already. Um, <laughs> so then he goes back to the bar. Oh, not the. He goes back to his like Airbnb. Not Airbnb. Sorry. Yeah, Airbnb. Yeah. 
That's how they would list it. Rustic. Rustic farmhouse cottage. These creepy ass twins who like always speak in unison and have like blurred out eyes. What was the need? They don't add anything. They're not that creepy. I mean, they are creepy because they're what, blind or something? But I feel like blindness is not that creepy, but they just make them super creepy. There's something probably creepy about, I think there's quite something creepy about twins Twins. and like twins at any age are creepy. But they sit down and they're like, in the set I wrote down in unison, they're like, they're, the Wicker Man, the Wicker Man's return, or something like that. And then he goes through his stuff, like you said, and we see the EpiPen. And then he says to, is it Sister Honey, that yeah, oh, have you got my? I did someone unpack my bag. I'm missing some tapes. They're called Everything's Okay. And then she just replies, Good. <laughs> yeah, it was so I funny. Feel, she, I feel like I she's the best really actress in this film. Yeah, yes, definitely. She's so funny. She plays it really well. That awkward, that uncaring, that kind of like aloofness, but it's funny. Like she really knows how to do it. Um, And she also says really funny things. Like she says that the next day when he has breakfast, he, he points out that the fact that they've given him like store bought, like in the bear honey, the squeezy honey. I really like that bear. Yeah, it's funny. But she says, we don't have any royal honey for you. No, not a drop. And then she goes, then she just pauses. And then our crop was cursed last year. Just all deadpan. It's so weird, funny. Like she plays it so well. And he's just sitting there like, what the fuck? Yeah, she she delivers her lines really well. I agree. And she is the, I think... I find her the most interesting. I think now I'm thinking about it. I find her sort of the most interesting character. But like, but before the breakfast, he has another like nightmare. Oh, the the dream. And he goes, and yeah, and he goes, and he like, and he sees, he looks out the window and sees a kid, a little girl running into the woods and follows her into a barn. And again, just don't maybe do that. Yeah just yeah. don't like you're in the it's like you're in the middle of an, an island that you've never been to in the middle of nowhere yeah in the night when a child is missing creepy just like don't it's so annoying i hate it when people do this in horror films i know the point is to be scared but but i feel like they've done it badly in this bit because i thought a lot more stuff would actually happen yeah definitely he's running through this barn and they're using, again, they're trying to use the music to make it more pacey than it actually is because it's quite boring. He's just uncovering, like, potatoes and tomatoes. And then he falls through the ceiling. He falls, he, fi- oh, he finds a red coat. Jumper. Yeah, the same as what she's wearing in the photo. And then suddenly the climax is that he falls through the ceiling and then yeah. so you he, think something is going to happen and then it doesn't he, and he wakes up. No, so he's like hanging on and it's just like your feet aren't that far from the ground. You could have just jumped down. Fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, very true. (laughs) Yeah, like you said, again, the the music doesn't add it doesn't make it scarier. Or it's or it's trying to or it's trying to make not very scary footage scarier but doesn't work. Exact that's exactly what I was gonna say. It really up upscales the peril that isn't there yeah because then it's like it's not we don't get a reward for being we don't get anything out of this scene because 
nothing happens. I guess it's just like, <laughs> oh, he, it's just like he keeps seeing this girl. I don't understand that we just don't understand. It's never answered. And I did actually start to think that uh, on top, you this maybe this is when it starts and it gets louder to hear as the film goes on. But you start to do, you do start to like hear voices. Um, yeah, over the music, like people as well. laughing and stuff, and yeah. like kid voices, which I really dislike. I really don't like yeah. it, and I think they should be. Why they do it, hon? <laughs> yeah, and then, like you said, ha- wakes up the next day, has breakfast, like nothing happened at all, and then he sees in the bar, whatever it's called, the like photos, the same photo of different girls for the harvest festival, and just the one from last year is missing so he's enraged by that then he goes out sister honey is chopping firewood and he also he's if she's seen this girl and she just laughs like it's full-on just cackling yeah and it's not scary it's just weird like i feel like that should invoke some sort of suspense or fear or something but I just found it strange. Do you know? Yeah, I saw. I wrote down, uh, very unhelpful, because yeah. I, <laughs> this reaction is just very unhelpful. Because you start to start, you start to get kind of tired of him constantly having to ask people, "Have you seen this girl?" And yeah. because how the film is written is is that obviously it's supposed to grow some suspense and obviously show that. He, he, they all obviously know something but they're not obviously communicating it to him and there's obviously something that's not been mentioned before but they're not doing it well enough that you care they're just being yeah in my mind being just really annoying <laughs> like they're no i completely agree they're just they're not um there's no kind of weirdness or horror to like the creepiness that a horror film could bring there's no creepiness yeah. to it that should be making worry because I also you can also can see that in Nicolas Cage's acting because he's kind of laugh he just he's like frustrate he just like laughs in a frustrated way at a lot of things mm. and it's only until I feel like it's only until he realizes that it's his daughter he actually starts like he cares cares and I'm like yeah why did you even bother going in the first place I think that's really interesting what you just said though because I really agree with you I really don't think that this film invokes that dread and terror and foreboding that kind of exists in part and parcel of being a good horror director so i find it a weird choice for neil Laboot to have remade this particular film when a lot of it relies on that tension and he can't he hasn't built it at all and and he can't hold suspense for longer than like two beats because even the like you know the fake jumpy things that make you afraid in in these kinds of films. That doesn't even happen because they're not even scary. No, they're not really that scary. They're just a bit like, I think I find them just a bit more annoying than anything. Um, yeah, they didn't get like that much of a reaction out of me. And usually, I'm scared about I'm scared of that kind of stuff. Like I actually, the fact that I didn't have to mute this film and I muted Krampus. <laughs> yeah exactly that's how you know it's bad <laughs> like and and krampus was a comedy technically there was actual like laughs from it 
And then like let's circle back to your fear, your hatred of children in these kinds of films. So he then goes to like go and question all the kids at school. And this is like the turning part of the turning point where he starts to go ape shit. And mm-hmm. he like questions the kids. They're just like, I don't know Rowan, I don't know who she is, don't know, never seen her. And then they open he opens the desk. The only like oh, this annoyed me. So I was just like <laughs> If you're going to fake that a person doesn't exist, why would you not remove the desk? Are you dumb? Obviously, there's what? There's one standalone desk by itself in the corner. What? No, yeah. not even in the corner, sorry. It's in the middle of the room, at, at yeah. the back in the middle. So just take it out. It's not that deep to hide it. And then he opens it and a crow flies out. And then he he asks them, no, he asks the teacher, he says, why would you let them do a sick thing like that? And then the kid says, we trapped it inside to see how long it could stand it. I know, I wrote the exact same thing down. I just was so creeped out by that. Because, do you know what? Also, let me just say something. They, this community obviously really respect nature and animals. um, And like, I don't know, obviously the harvest is a big deal for them. But they respect like kind Mm. of the natural vibe. Why is like abusing an animal like a like a why would they abuse an animal like that? It don't make any no sense. Idea. Also, these kids were just I they were probably all just clones of each other. They all looked exactly the same. Oh, and and exactly. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. I hated how they were all like blonde hair, pigtails. Did you think the kids were good actors? No. Okay. Cool. Um, Unfortunately, did you? <laughs> I just didn't, like, take it in, really, because they barely did anything. I feel like... Yeah, exactly. I feel like they're not because... What did they have to do? They just had to sit quietly and do nothing. So I feel like that's not a measure of acting. That's just a measure of how still you can be, you know? I think there's just the... Yeah, it it quite... Yeah, true. And also, even though the film is centred around children, realistically, really, um, yeah, they don't really do much. Oh, it's just... There's still actually a lot of stuff that's quite unanswered for me now I'm thinking about it, but we'll... Massively. Like, when... So, straight after this, the teacher asks him... Oh, no, actually. Sorry. He goes and he takes the register from her so he can see that Rowan's name is on the register. So he starts screaming at the children, saying that they're all liars. How can the teacher let them lie? He's like screaming at children, telling them that they're liars and they're just like, we don't really care. But So the teacher takes them outside and he's really screaming at her and she's just like, meh, what can you do? It is the 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 ambivalence, it's like, it is what, yeah, it's the ambivalence of all of these um, women and like, and, yeah, which I guess maybe is probably quite interesting if you think if you want to overanalyze this a bit it's interesting yeah. that there's it's because it's obviously very typical from women well women are painted as this like maternal kind of obviously we're maternal figures and we would do anything for our children and i guess are they trying if we overanalyze the film it's a load of women are, who seemingly do not care or are not very worried about a missing child and the death yeah. of it, and it's yeah, and also side the side and the, on the side of that, just how they are also treating the very few men on the island as well. 
I wonder if he... Like... As he gets more hysterical, they get the mm. women get more ambivalent, which is really interesting if you're going to unpack it. And then there's this whole dichotomy of, you know, is it... But then I feel like this film is misogynistic. We'll talk about his... So... Nicholas Cage later. But I feel like the reason that Laboots made it is like a misogynistic ploy of like women women like this are not really women. They're women to be feared, they're scary, they're creepy, they're unnatural. And that's not it, Chief. <laughs> and then Sister Rose times two. Because the next woman that he rides what? Do you feel like loads of things weren't explained? Because I feel like that was a thing that was not explained. I thought that this so first of all, this would have yes, this wasn't explained. Was it for budgeting reasons? Was it was it or, or was it just a thing that was there to obviously confuse Nicolas Cage mm. slash the audience but mm. then wasn't used to its full potential of being creepy enough? I did actually I did like take I did be like, wait a second, that's her again but it mm. didn't make me feel anything else from it. Yeah. I um, agree. But she's what is she doing though? She's like harvesting. Is she? Oh, I don't know. She's yeah, and he she just points him in a direction, and he goes. Oh, she points him in the direction Willow. to the church. Yeah, the church to, and the graveyard. So he can go speak to Willow, who yeah. then casually drops in that he's Rowan's dad. Cool, fine. Yeah, and then he takes her to. So the graveyard is there, and then there's this old derelict church, but it's obviously run down because it's. Not because they're pagans, their... why would they use they're... a church? Yeah, they're pagans, so they don't really do that kind of shit. So, um, but then the crypt is there, and she's like, Oh no, mm. it's like flooded, but then there's a new lock on it. Yep, obviously, we're going to revisit the crypt in the future. At that point, would you just not just nope right out of there? I just hate, like, I just hate grave, like, I like graveyards, they're really interesting and cool and fun, but like. Mm. nothing good comes from them in horror films so also you're not paying me to go down into a crypt especially not a flooded one absolutely not no mate it's not I'm, happening. Not gonna I'm not gonna lie that was out of everything that really made me like actually scared the later on in the film when he actually does the go water, into the crypt yeah. that bit made me feel so claustrophobic i was so uncomfortable watching it but i didn't look away so it was all right but still that was the worst bit for me but yeah, he um oh cuz doesn't oh no it's not that. No, it's yes. And then that and then she says, "Oh, our daughter." So but do you feel like when she told him that he's the dad? Do you feel like you cared? No, because it felt obvious. Yeah. First of all, and it also felt like and he just was like he reacted, but I was just like I think it's like this is like the turning point when he actually started to make a proper effort because he felt he was kind of like not making an effort. Um, Yeah. Well, he was making an effort, but he was doing the bare minimum. But now he actually made an effort because it was his kid. Yeah. And then after the, then they take then Willow takes him to Rowan's bedroom and explains the day that she she disappeared. And whilst he was she was saying that. Nicholas Cage's characters looking under the desk and we see loads of scribbles and stuff and that's yeah. really creepy and he literally says yeah. have you seen what's under the desk it's really creepy stuff um and I was like 
Yeah, but I mean, then again, nothing. Kids are creepy, nothing, man. Nothing comes off it because Willow doesn't seem particularly that worried. But I think kids are just creepy people. Like people's, you know. There's a great subreddit of you know the creepiest thing my child's ever said to me, which I encourage everyone to look at. It's quite funny. So then he asks about the photos. And Willow, um, Willow says that there's a photog- she, the photographer who takes them is also like the doctor of the... <laughs> As you do, of course. Uh, uh, like, of the, the community. And explains that the one, of, um, the one from last year's Harvest Festival is missing. It's been broken. And then he goes to the mm. house um, of the doctor. Just, be- just before then, though... Oh yeah, he's sitting on the harbour. Oh my god! Where... Actually, wait, I forgot about this bit. Sorry, we cut. We skipped yeah. a bit too early, haven't we? No, that's fine. Oh. I was just thinking about it because didn't you think this was really weird? Because I felt like this was the point where they really tried to invoke that horror, like that suspense, that terror, that dread. And I thought he was going to do it. I thought it was going to. I thought it was going to happen. I was like, oh, maybe now it's going to start to get creepy, and it just didn't. So. Nicholas Cage's character sitting on the harbour and he thinks he's seen Rowan's like red jumper and like her body underneath the harbour. So he dives in, he can't get to her and then he can't get to her. There's like a latch and some grills and he can't get to her. So he dives into the lake and then it's really, it's a really weird choice of cut. So the way that it's like slash together doesn't make any sense so then you think that he's dreaming because he like startles awake and then he's and then it dreams again where he's got the life her lifeless body in his arms and then it flashes back again and nothing's happened he's just fallen asleep at the dock and i just thought it was what did you think of it what how did you think it felt stylistically it was weird i, I don't know what did you think did he actually fall asleep is that what they're trying to convey that's what it felt like because he's just so then he was sat up and he was completely dry and he was just like there holding his head. But because they did it so many times of him jumping into the water, him not being in the water, it felt like you didn't know which one was real. And I felt like it was a very strange stylistic choice because then he's just completely dry. So which one is it? You know? I um didn't like that scene because it was clunky, like you described. Yeah. It was really clunky. Yeah. And I think what the director decided, wanted to try and achieve was like a fake, like, um, a fake scare. Like a, a fake, like, false sense of security. Yeah. I got confused because you're so distracted by this whole scene that's just happened. You forget the reason mm-hmm. that he's actually gone to the pier in the first place is to get the radio of the plane. So he then sees yeah. the plane out of shot. We don't even know it's there. And he starts to undress. I was like, why is he undressing? Don't go into the lake. But then also any body, like in a horror film, any body of water just doesn't feel safe. Like enough, well, obviously. Yeah. So why would you go into like, it's not a lake, it's the ocean. Whoops. But like, he starts undressing, goes swimming and the radio is not working. Yeah. And the driver's not there, obviously. And so, and then I thought something would happen and then nothing happens. And it just cuts to him walking back up the, into the woods, like with his clothes on. And he's gone to, yeah. and then this is when he meets the doctor slash photographer. Yeah, she's an American horror story, like every season. You know that lady? You <gasps> oh know her. Oh my goodness, I exactly. love her. Exactly. Exactly, that's what I wanted you to do. 
You know her. I love her. Yes. It's so weird that she's in this film, but she she's a very good cult lady. She plays a good cult member in everything. I would argue she was maybe one of the better performances of this film, (laughs) and she had a small role. So she introduces herself as like the physician, and then like secondary. Photographer. <laughs> photographer do you ha- and he asks do you have like copies of the photo for, that you took from last year and yeah. she's like i have the negatives but I, t- I could develop them for you but i was just going out and mm-hmm. so he's like okay cool and then he goes out and hides in a bush and waits for her to leave and also did you not find we don't i didn't realize until obviously 10 minutes later that these are beekeepers but didn't you find that their beekeeping helmets were super weird they look like um, what are they called? Those like divers, you know, those diving the old fashioned helmet diving thing. helmets. Yeah, yeah like that's what they look like. Things. Can I just say that the um the book as well that she hides from him when he comes in the rituals of the ancients. How badly do you want to read that book? Because I want it. Yes, I really do. As long as like if I read it out loud, nothing will happen to me. <laughs> yes, yes, I really do. You want must to not read, read it. from They're the really book. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I like. I mean, like, I'm currently reading a book about magic, so I'm all about it. So he sneaks back into the house after she's gone, and for the whole time, because I'm just a bit slightly paranoid. But I just think I did think he was going to get caught. But he like mm. look, he looks through the stuff, finds the negative photos, and one is of, and obviously it's all Rowan. Is is it is it all Rowan? Are we definitely sure it's all Rowan? Or is it just a yeah yeah, yeah. girl? No, with it is her. It is her. They literally write her name on it. Yeah. Oh, yes. Rowan. And then it's like... Yeah. I wrote it down, actually. Rowan, worst harvest, harvest... Yeah. On record. Yeah. That's what it wrote, yeah. wrote on her picture. And then mm-hmm. he goes in further, further into house. And that's where, like, the medical stuff appears. And this is where the jars are with all the, like, yeah. preserved babies. And I'm like, cool. Lovely. But then he... Again, it all... All the suspense happens. This is what happens in every scene. Because all the suspense happens. You think something's going to happen. You think things are, he's going to get caught or something's going to jump out of him. And then it just cuts to him just walking in the woods again. So it's just like... Yeah. It's all... F- it's just like... F- it's also tiring to be like... For the suspense to build up in you. If it ever actually does. And then nothing to happen. And it to have to go through all of it all over again. If you were probably yeah. more actually scared of this film than we were. Then you'd feel really exhausted by the end of it. I feel like this is weird because um you're you're completely right i feel like the suspense doesn't build up but you feel like it should so you prepare yourself for it to and then it doesn't and then it feels exhausting anyway and i think that's why it starts to feel a bit lackluster a bit more like before it's boring before i think this point it's boring and then as it goes on it just kind of becomes more exhausting to get through it because you're just like well is anything actually gonna happen literally i was like how long have i got left because yeah they must they can't keep dragging it out this long to like build up suspense and it's we still don't really have many answers about what's going on we're still as confused and as we don't. We only know. We know as much as Nicolas Cage does, essentially, because no yeah, one's exactly. And it's getting. It's like it's not like making us intrigued. It's making us annoyed. So, this film just makes you annoyed more than anything. <laughs> yeah, and then he goes. No, so 
just be- but just before that he starts shouting at willow because there's like that obviously he's found that picture that says worst harvest on record and he goes to her and he shows her it and he's like what the hell is this like the photo is not missing it's here and he's screaming at her so much it's so cringy to watch and she's saying she doesn't know anything she doesn't and nicholas cage is yeah but also nicholas cage is like you live here of course you know stuff yeah he's getting suspicious about why she's like not helping i would actually get annoyed too 100 percent. i feel like that's completely fine but then they just start making out and they have no chemistry and it's such a weird off the cuff out of the blue moment that i was just like why yeah i didn't need a kiss they didn't need a kiss at all so then he goes does he what why does he go to the beekeeping bit why does he go so he goes to the beehives because he wants to dig up he finds a grave and it has rowan's headstone on it okay and that's why he's so angry with also that sorry that's just before this so he's that's why he's also so angry with willow and then it kind of doesn't make sense because they intersperse it with flashback scenes which is also really weird and also i'm sorry but if you're allergic to bees why would you go to anywhere somewhere yeah to somewhere that you know there's going to be a lot of bees for someone who's allergic to bees, he got in. He was in contact with a lot of bees and still survived. Yeah, I mean, let's not even. I thought there was one tiny. There was one shot that actually was quite nice because it was an aerial view and you could see all the um, beehives and then it was the filter yeah. cut into hexagons and hexagons mm-hmm. and then you start to notice actually in the main sister building there are hexagons and all over the doors and mm-hmm. I did actually quite like that. It was kind of nice. Design choice was good in that one. Yeah, the the thing was a bit weird yeah <laughs> and then he wakes up in a bed because he obviously passes out or something he can't inject his epi pen fast enough and he passes out then they find him nurse him back to health but they say it's only been like a few hours i'm pretty sure it takes longer than that but okay fine. they say that they treated him in the old using the old ways they don't believe in western medicine cool <laughs> <laughs> just like okay at this point i'll suspend my disbelief but okay and then my favorite line of the film sister Somerville, my bees love you they almost did you in what a pity what a pity and i wrote the same thing down i was just like she's just trolling him i love to see it it's so funny like and that is a part that's so unintentionally funny Mm, and then he um She's like, it was only a matter of time before you arrived here. And then goes on a, like a kind of explanation of who she is. She's yeah. like the physical embodiment of like the of the mother god mother goddess. And yeah. she says her ancestors didn't like the persecution of the feminine or the mm-hmm. the suppression of the fe- against the feminine in the old country, essentially England. England, yeah. England. Yeah. Um, so then came to the new world and settled near Salem and then were upset that there were also oppressing women in Salem. They did a really difficult pilgrimage to the West and settled on this island where women are superior, essentially. And yeah. Or to quote, they're not subservient to men. Yeah. She says he asked so men are what? Second class citizens. 
She says, no, we love our men. We just aren't subservient to them. We need men. To procreate. <laughs> for for breeding. Yeah. For breeding. For bre- I hate it when... I hate it. I when... hate it when people say breeding. It's not spicy like you want it to be, you know? <laughs> so sad. <laughs> 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 it's not spicy. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so funny. Also, the whole this whole scene, he's constantly surrounded by bees and they're flying everywhere. Wouldn't you be more scared if you're deathly allergic to them? But also, why would you? Why would you not just decline to acquiesce to that walk? Just, just no part of it. Just be like, I can't, babe. Like, we'll have this chat inside. I'm not coming out with the bees. So then. This is the bit where it starts, and then so he's getting real, like, and he went to her because he wants permission to dig up a grave. Dig up said grave, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's getting real antsy now. He, she says that he gives permission in the way that they all talk to him, because they don't actually yeah. directly say anything, but they hint to things. And they never then... answer the question, they just say weird things, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so he goes and digs up the grave. And there's the doll from the car crash at the beginning. Yeah. With a burnt face. I'm so confused. I don't know, babe. I I don't know. There's like, it's like, I feel like we're not stupid, are we? Because there should be a very clear link to these things, but it's not explained because we don't actually know who these people in the car crash at the beginning were. Exactly. At this point in the film, this doll in the grave thing, I felt like it was supposed to be a big reveal. But and it wasn't. It wasn't, exactly. And at this point, I just wrote down, this film lacks suspense. The slowness of it saps that, that driving force from this film. There seems to be a link, but it's taking so long to get there that you just lose it and you don't know where you're supposed to be. I do remember, I don't know if it was exactly that this bit, it def- or maybe oh, maybe it was, but it was about 10, it was an hour and 10 minutes in, and I looked at the time, and I knew it was an hour, it's about an hour and 40 minutes long, this film. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I've got, only got half an hour left. Like, it's fine, I can, like, it's more like... I can do what this! More, what more can they drag out, you know? It's just, yeah. it was just really long. And also because that kind of imagery of the Wicker Man is so prevalent, you're just like, okay, so I know it's going to happen, but when is it going to happen? Because I'm bored of them. What are they doing? Like, if you're going to burn him alive, burn him alive. Come on. Considering it's called the Wicker Man, they don't talk about the Wicker Man that much at all. <laughs> Not at all. Just that one time that the twins said it, and then that's it. Yeah. So it's just strange so he finds a doll and then starts to hear voices like from the crypt so then we start then so he decides that the smart thing to do is go into the crypt which is flooded and dive into some dirty ass water i hate it i hate every moment of it i hate it and then for some did you notice the jesus statue in the water no so you know he's like in the water Mm. and then someone someone this is also another unexplained thing. Someone shuts him in the crypt. Do you think he it's can't Willow? Get back out of the water. I feel like it would have been. I wrote down like, how the hell does she know he was there in the first place? Yeah, exactly. To go and rescue but him. People are probably having a look at him. Probably, sorry, having an eye on him. So there's like a Jesus statue 
I don't know if it's like some sort of play on paganism and kind of, you know, the drowning of the god or whatever. Obviously, Jesus is not a god, but, you know, son of God, whatever. It's mm. really weird and also not really explained, considering it's supposed to be symbolic. That clear? And uh, is it yeah. are they trying to be sim- symbolic in that, that decision to have it there? I find it yeah. quite interesting that, a, like, that Jesus being submerged underwater. Because I guess, like, the only thing is that when you... is like, uh, you've got holy water, but you've also got baptism. And then also... Or, or also it could be, you know, uh, maybe we're reading too much into this, but it could also be, you know, Jesus is a man. So, you know, he's been... Yes, ask the, the Jew and... Um, and the Hindu. And to analyse Christianity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you not tell that we're expert, experts over here? You're resident <laughs> experts. Yeah, so he's, like, stuck. And then he start When he realises that he's stuck, because the... Thing is covering the door. I get so much secondhand claustrophobia from films. Yeah. I just don't enjoy it. But this is what I mean. I feel like this could have been pushed out even more. Like they could have closed the door of the crypt as well. But they didn't, right? So I feel like there's all these things that could have been pushed. Considering it's a remake of a horror film, it's bizarre that they didn't do these things, you know? Can I just say quickly that the British film from the 70s is a folk horror musical film. I know. I was watching it on YouTube just before we recorded this and it is hilarious. Like, some of it is wild. So I wouldn't, like, I don't know if I can properly can say that it's a horror film. <laughs> but this markets itself as a horror film, right? This is a, this 2006 film is straight up horror film. And there's kind of certain tropes that you kind of have to use or directions that you have to take it in. And there's so many things that could have been pushed in this and they don't ever push it and then it's not scary at all. You know, that that bit is stressful and horror is that tension between terror and kind of disgust and mm. that sublime, you know, feeling, mm. that, that subliminal messaging and all that kind of stuff. And this doesn't really have it. Like, it has um, kind of inklings of that and then they never just get developed or pushed out so you don't really know where you're going or where you are. It's the pacing of it all and just... It's really bad, and and because it's not developed, none of the the tropes or the the bits that have been included are developed enough. Like we said, you're yeah. just left feeling a bit underwhelmed, and then more annoyed about it because it's it can't like we say it can get exhausting having to kind of rewatch all these bits that they're not mm-hmm. you don't really get a full reward. Even if the reward was scary, there's no actual reward at the end of the scene to make you say yeah. It wouldn't have been gone with the film at all. But imagine if there was a monster in the water. That's that exactly been... what I thought was going to happen, though. But what kind of monster, though? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Some sort of pagan monster. I don't know. But I don't know. There's so many creepy things that they could have done. Like... There's a lot of stuff that could have been that could have happened, but it did not because of people's choices. Um, so he then gets sa- he gets saved by Willow. Yeah, by Willow. Yeah, and shows her the doll. And just shouts do you remember at this her. bit? Thank you. Just exactly. Shout. Don't you think that was so fun? How did the door get burned? How did it get burned? How is its face burned? And he was screaming for so long. It was so funny. Why is he screaming it? I don't understand. An unintentional comedy. Yeah, it's so funny because he's gone from... So he's this hysterical now, but literally like mm. f- half an hour ago, he was like laughing. Chilling. He was just chilling. Yeah. He was just like... This is serious because it's my job to look after, to look for this kid. 
And then, then he starts to go on his rampage. He goes to Sister Summer Isles' home and sees like this. Yeah, sees that man. Sees a man. He's like kind of mutilated. Then he opens mm-hmm. a door and sees a woman covering covered in bees. Yep, naked, covered in bees. Yeah. And then he never... Don't you think this bit was weird? That he just never ventures into the house further so he doesn't actually find Sister Summer's Isle and he just leaves. Yeah, she's like in a like this white and gold bed surrounded by people. <laughs> yeah. It's like a chain. Queen it's Bee like vibes. A, yeah, very Queen Bee. And, like, and then he... She asks, has he gone? And they confirm that he has. And he then runs down to the... Heart the beach and then sees a the plane leaving. Yeah, the plane leaving, but another mutilated body on the beach as well, which yeah. was like he'd like it looked like they like sewn sewn up his mouth. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and right. then so he gets into a fight with Rose because he makes her give him his bike, her bike, sorry, and he threatens to shoot her. I'm like, you've had a gun this whole time. Why didn't you just kill Sister Summersile? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> like, would what? he have like the a motive we be to done? do it? I guess maybe. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Would he have? I mean, reason? I guess he's a police officer. He's supposed to be upholding the law, not breaking it. Um, <laughs> but you know, that's with all police. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> but yeah, and then he goes back to the Airbnb. Are we gonna keep calling it? Yeah. And then he, then he just starts beating the shit out of Sister Beach, and to take oh, her bear costume. Yeah. Yeah. And then Honey comes in and he kicks her in the face. Yeah, and they have a fight and he chucks her at the wall of the photos and all they all the glass break. I don't know, just the fact that he pu- he punches Sister Beach, who definitely outweighs and outweighs him and is also way taller than him. It's a wild ride. It's really confusing because I think is it supposed to obviously he's in a fit of rage and he's like losing it because he's obviously annoyed that no one is helping him out and he's just Mm. gone crazy but is it also some weird ass like commentary on like the man is finally act like acting out and physically acting out against these women who have been like taunting him for the last couple of days and like not helping him out I don't really know but then he uses the bear costume yeah, to sneak into the like procession for the Harvest Festival. No, not the Harvest Festival, the Fertility Festival. Yeah. The Fertility Festival, which is a te- is apparently more sacred. So, there's no photos. They don't of it. take photos. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah. So he they and then he sees Willow in the procession and is like, "You I asked you to wait for me." It she doesn't give a shit. And then they come to the procession, the at this big field. It's then revealed that Ro- that that the daughter Rowan has been alive this whole time. Where the fuck have they kept her? Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, it's an island. She should be. I don't know. And all the kids look exactly the same. I feel yeah. like he's only distinguishing her out because she's wearing that red jumper. You know. Otherwise, how would he know? I don't feel like she looks like any different. Just the thing about this is um, so everyone's like revealed in their ceremonial gear. And Sister Summersile has the most perfect face paint. Like, the one half of her face is blue and one half of is is white. And I was like, yes, the makeup artist. What what a precision line. Mm, I thought this was... The costumes were funny. 
But yeah. mostly just because they looked like it could have been a production at the Globe or the National yeah. Theatre. <laughs> yeah. It could have passed as that. But what I found interesting was that Rowan, you see Rowan and she's a, she's like appears and she's alive and whatever, mm-hmm. but she's tied to a stake like she's going to be burnt, which is mm-hmm. interesting because isn't that essentially what the co- the colony essentially tried to escape? In the, yeah. And then, so in the bear costume, he runs and tries to un- unties her and try and like obviously rescues her. But then they all, but then that some of the procession instructed to chase after him. And what made me laugh is Nicholas Cage running in a bear costume holding a kid. And it just looks so funny that it loses any kind of, tension because it's just like yeah it's like this really heavy like thing it's just oh it's so stupid it's just so funny to me and it, so it, it was un- again unintentional like humor and yeah so they hide behind a tree to like dodge mm-hmm. the people that are chasing them <laughs> yeah and then the kid he like makes the kid go in front because he's just like we need to get out of here and, and she, she obviously the kid she keeps running her. she keeps running. yeah so he keeps running and he he keeps screaming Slow down, honey. Slow down, honey. And she just runs straight back to her. What we then find out is her grandma and her mum. So Willow's mum is Sister Samazal. Which I thought was, yeah, that was a a good reveal. And that Rowan was in on it. But I was like, obviously Willow... Like, obviously Willow set you up. Like, didn't we know that from the start? Yeah, she's been way too vague to, like, really do anything. But the whole thing has been a massive setup. Uh Uh-huh. And I just wondered if, like, I wondered if people seeing this for the first time in the cinema felt as shocked, like, felt any kind of shock to it or felt any sort of, you know, emotion to this reveal because I've seen this before and so I knew it was happening, but I still didn't think it was that cool of a... I don't know. The reveal was a bit like, eh. I just... What I will say is that Willow's character trait of being extremely unemotional and uncaring is quite impressive specifically in this scene because she just doesn't give a shit like she just does not care she is essentially about to murder the father of her child yeah (laughs) and she is all in on this kind of like like she lured him to the island and set him up and they explain it that they needed a stranger who had links to the island as a sacrifice, but they—is it just—is it—is this the actual fertility thing? They—I don't know. I think so. I think that's what the tenuous reasoning was. So again, the reason isn't that really that good enough or satisfactory enough to even no. remember. But so they then <laughs> they do this thing where they like um, circle in on him and then yep. catch him and then it's not shown visually, but you can hear it because it's the snapping of both. So there's two versions of this film, the one that you watched and the one that I watched. So that scene, you can find it, and that's where that meme comes from. You know, the bees meme, the Nicolas Cage bees meme. Oh! <laughs> that's where it comes from. So oh basically you can't see it. So they, there's two cuts of this film. So one is the one that Holly's describing where you don't see the visuals, you just hear them. So basically, as they're walking towards the Wicker Man, the audio plays. But the version that... The uncut version, so I guess the, like, rated R version, is you see them break his legs. They're all, like, cheering when they break his legs. And then they put one of those bee hoods on him and they fill it with bees. 
and he's screaming not the bees not the bees and that's where that meme comes from which is quite funny because that is also unintentionally very comedic when it's awful like it's not you know it will kill him and then inject him with the EpiPen so that to make him suffer more so that he doesn't die then and yeah so then it cuts back to the same the same cut of the film where they go towards the wicker man and then they pull him up by his broken legs and that's the bit that cringed me out yeah so he's like hanging upside down until he gets to the head of the wicker man and then willow hands rowan the flame and she walks up the stairs and you can just hear nicholas Cage saying don't do it don't do it honey just don't do it and i'm like what but also he keeps saying his choice of words is put it down honey and she does put it down but it just makes it catch fire <laughs> yeah she and then so she said i my thought was like how you i mean obviously she's gonna grow up on this island thinking that what she did was completely chill but like yeah. <laughs> how old do you think she is like seven eight no younger, yeah six years old maybe or something like maybe that. yeah maybe six or seven she's all she's like yeah i killed my dad sent fire to my dad in sacrifice you know it's fine it's chill but um she just looked she the whole time she did it she was smiling so cool 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 so we see the wicker man uh which is also it's it's got nicholas cage at the top it's also filled with like animals i think as well just like as sacrifices for fertility and harvest all this kind of stuff Sets a flame, then you hear you kind of just hear it scream, and the wicker man then falls, and the head sort of falls into the camera shot. Then it goes yeah. black, and it says six months also, later. Oh, okay. Can I just say just before that, um, the photographer takes a photo of the burning wicker man, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, true, because you don't really take you're not supposed to take photos at fertility. But festivals. I think I think Always she says that we don't take photos, but I think there is like a separate. A separate family photo album of this happening because this must happen like every year, right? Surely, yeah. Um, yeah, so that happens. I mean, that's the climax essentially. That's the most dramatic bit ish. It's yeah. kind of like a just, I think it's because it's like it's it's simple, but it's also just it's a very weird thought that like human sacrifice i think i know it's, it's obviously yeah. in so many cultures but it's not in a it's not in today's culture so it's always interesting to not interesting it's just always like odd to see on screen because it would just never it just doesn't happen yeah and also it's weird when he's exactly and it's weird when he's saying when he's saying it so candidly he says why are you do you're you're murdering for no reason murdering me won't bring back your props which i thought was interesting yeah yeah, because it's so far removed from our like daily life and belief and stuff. Which... Yes, yeah. and then so he cuts to black, and then we see it's six months later, and we're back at a bar. Yep. And my first th- thought, what I said out loud, was like, "Is that James Franco?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. It's James Franco, which is hilarious to me. And yep. um, another actor that I can't remember the name of. But yeah, thank face. you. I really recognise his face, and I've seen him in something recently. But okay, whatever. I don't. I didn't. I obviously didn't care enough to look it up. So yeah, and they are at a bar just like after work or something, and they are just looking around, and they see two women walk into the bar and sit kind of off camera, like around the corner. So they go up to the table, and it's Sister Honey and Sister Willow. It's Willow and Honey essentially. Yeah. They're dressed in kind of like 
like in casual bar like, wear. casual normal clothes like 21st century clothes and it's essentially like them you kind of it's just them setting up for the next setting one. up for a next like next thing and next cycle people. of this yeah yeah and james franco basically um explains that he's a police officer too he just yep. he just uh graduated from the academy but she does that thing of um she uses it as kind of like a chat up line this time of what are you doing when you when you go leave home here. when you go home yeah what are you doing when you leave here and he says go home and she says when you go home will you take me with you and i was just like oh that's the spice that we wanted but not the spice <laughs> that we needed <laughs> And that is the film. And that's it. It ends like that, doesn't it, really? What did you get from this film? Nothing. Neither. No, I, I feel like feel I got... Anything. I was kind of glad when it was over. The things that I've written it down, my three main takeaways are hysterical misogyny, scary ladies in a question mark, and bees. Don't kill bees. I wonder if they thought it was progressive for the time, but it actually didn't land. Yeah. It was an island of run by women that were... But then I don't know. It kind of dilutes the... the, the um the, Dilutes it all because they kill people. <laughs> so... Yeah. And they treat exactly. men... They treat men horribly. So... And they yeah. are very... They're very... Um, they're very controlled in what they communicate and stuff. So... Yeah, it kind of doesn't actually do what it's maybe trying to do. Mm. Maybe it just didn't even need to be done. Oh, it definitely did. I don't know who's. Oh no, I think Nicolas Cage's film production company made this. <sighs> the thing about this film for me is that I feel like films can deal with an absurd premise. For example, Hereditary, Midsummer, do mm. these things where like the premise of it is kind of stupid on paper, you know. But the execution is where it lifts it. And this was executed so badly. Like, the direction is so bad. There's no scares. There's no maintaining of suspense. It looks like it was shot really cheaply. And it then becomes neither haunting nor funny. In Like, there's unintentional comedic value. But it's not intentional, so it, it feels even cheaper. And it just is a bit flat and a bit boring. Like, I don't know why they needed to remake it. It doesn't stick with you. No, no. And I honestly, I thought we would struggle to talk about this one because afterwards, I didn't feel like I really got much from it. Not everything in this film felt that there, there, there was just no reason for any of it. Yeah. There, nothing, there was no, there was no like underlying message of it. I feel like there's always a, Maybe in the last couple of years, a lot of horror films have had like some social commentary about them, because mm. which is important and which you know is good because it's response it's responding to what's happening in the world, which is obviously what mm. we we need. And obviously, horror films can kind of and like horror films that definitely came out the same similar time to this as well also did good jobs of communicating over like actual like messages but this was just a bit stupid i also just i don't know i wonder if people got annoyed about it if it was like insensitive to like people's culture this was one of the films that didn't have any um early screenings which i think is also indicative of 
that you know it's a bad film. Yeah. Because they like to do that for films that are quite niche because obviously they want to get the bad press. Can I considering we've just slated it. <laughs> I will say that it has not that the plot has stuck with me, but it's like it's the Wicker Man as a film and as an idea of mm-hmm. film has always been a, like I remember that and I'm just yeah but, and also associate with Nicolas Cage because he he is the face of this film. I wouldn't be yeah. able to like I think bef- um if you had asked me like last week do you know have you seen like tell me the plot of the Wicker Man um from 2006 I wouldn't be able to do it but I would have I would be able to at least imagine it and remember it because it still feel it does have a bit of cultural relevance in the sense that like we've already mentioned that a meme has come from it so that's yeah something but um, i would like to see this film remade though by jordan peele and starring john boyega that would be my oh, ideal remake of this film oh interesting that would be cool right and Issa ray as like a summer's isle beauty Oh my god, that's really cool. Uh, this film had a budget of forty million dollars and made a box what? office <laughs> and made a box office the bo- on the in the box office made thirty eight point eight million. So it, d- it just just about didn't hit the mark. It didn't make the money back. I'm surprised. I thought it would do less. I thought it would make way less money than that. I wonder. I just want to know why they decided to make it. Yeah. Um, what was the decision? I think because people quite liked the first version of it, so they thought, why not? But they shot their mm. shot and it didn't work for them. It was filmed in Canada. Vancouver. Oh, interesting. What did you give it out of 10? What's your rating? Okay. <laughs> I gave it a 2 out of 10. Okay. Because it was boring for me, personally. Yeah. What about you? I gave it... I was harsh. I gave it a 1.5. And that's my lowest so far. What did you give Aragon? One. Oh, maybe I did. I can't remember. I thought I gave Aragon a two. Still low, though. I should write these down, really. But yeah, it was, it's low. Still 1. low. 1.5. And even then, I'm, I'm like kind of inclined to give it a one. <laughs> <laughs> also, before I watched it, and I don't know why I thought this, but re- sorry, not watched it, re-watched it. Because hmm. I watched it when I was younger. And in my head, I think I've conflated it with both the season of The Witch, which he's also in, and he also set fire to something. And The Lady in the Water, which is an M. Light Shyamalan film with Paul Giamatti in it. That's also a bad film. So in my head, it wasn't also wasn't what I expected it to be. And then I rewatched it and was just like, oh. Okay, I de- yeah, I definitely don't. Yeah, I definitely don't. So I saw this as a, like, growing up as a just young teenager. Obviously, I remember being scared of it. But I only mm. really remember that end scene of him burning. I don't remember anything else. And I wondered to give, I wonder if I probably wasn't actually following it very well because I was probably just like constantly on edge, but just nothing was memorable about it except for that end bit. Um, So we both gave it, what, you gave it 1.5, I gave it 2 out of 10. Do you want to guess what it got on IMDb? Four. Oh, it got three point, it got 3.7. Okay, that's pretty good. It's high no, enough. Not as in, yeah, not as in, yeah, not as in it's good, but as in it's, it was a good guess. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, I'm going to go low, like 12%? Oh, close, 15%. Oh, 15%. interesting. 
Mm. I feel like people have critiqued that because on the basis of the meme, they're like the meme. Yeah, that was based off 107 reviews. Um, which was oh, the website's consensus said puzzlingly, puzzling, puzz, puzzlingly misguided. Uh, Neil's uh, Neil's Laboot's update of the Wicker Man struggles against unintentional comedy and fails. A hundred percent. Yeah, most of it. Hundred and seven percent. Most of it kind of just said, "Oh, actually, this is another. This is kind of one of the um." One of the reviews was entertainingly bad, and another one just said the remake's climax lacks lacks the tingle of madness, which is interesting. Yeah. I guess people are really trying. Like it does. We've kind of we mentioned it. It just doesn't really hit the mark with the creepiness and suspense. No, not at, at all. all. I wouldn't even call. I wouldn't even fit it into that category of so good it's bad. You know what you just said from that review. I, this does not. Like, I feel like holiday falls into that ca- category because at least it's entertaining. But from this, mm. I feel like nothing about it was. I was bored, and I thought it was stupid, and that was it. I'm never gonna watch this film again, ever, just because it was so boring. Don't waste your life, guys. Really, just don't bother. There's no one yeah. even to really talk about. I mean, the one thing I will say actually to uh, end on. The poster is slightly misleading, in my opinion, because mm. it actually makes it look like a proper horror film, because it looks yeah. creepy. It's not the the because it's got Nicolas Cage's face in it that's miss that's distorted, and then it's got a gut. It's got Rowan with like her white eyes. She never has white eyes in the film. So Wait, what? She's not even in the film, really. Yeah, it, the 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 poster obviously is advertising, but like the poster makes it look mm. way more scarier than it actually is. So maybe that's what got yeah. people to the um, cinema. Yeah, yeah, but who knows? That was it. <sighs> <laughs> we got through it. I'm glad it's over. It's kind I'm of glad it. it's over. Um, All right, team. Yes. Please email your bad film suggestions to badfilmpod at gmail.com. Yep. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Do you love the Bad Film Club? Consider supporting us through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you want to give, and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in our show description to support us in any way that you can. We really appreciate it.